Hey, everybody. This is Jeff from uh, What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Um, I'm here today. Uh, I'm actually uh, an hour ahead for a change when it comes to uh, my hockey tea time chats. Uh, got a good friend out in uh, Manitoba area, if I am correct. Um, and yes, above the border, um, not too far from us, sort of, if you're looking at the map. And uh, I'm going to introduce him here in a couple of minutes, but I just want to give a loud shout out to uh, the boys over in uh, Bracknell, UK at Forecheck uh, Clothing Company. Um, really great uh, brand of uh, clothing out there. Um, premier uh, hockey swagger, as I would say, uh, over here across on this side of the pond. And they have some new stuff coming out. Uh, they just got a, a tracksuit coming out. So make sure you be on the lookout for that. Um, I, only, I only have a couple of hats right now looking to get more product, but they are really comfortable on your head. Um, really great product. So again, check them out at www.forecheck.com co.uk also you can find them on instagram at forecheck underscore clothing and also on facebook at forecheck clothing so again give my boys mike and paul a loud shout out uh check out their product and make sure you get that ordered so on to today's guest um i met uh this guy a couple years ago um actually more than a couple years ago now it seems like a couple years ago because i'm still living in the past but he uh he came over to us a season after uh peterborough won their uh, championship and i walk into uh the phantoms locker room and all of a sudden i hear this american accent but it wasn't exactly american but it was close enough to being an american and there's no british accent to us i'm like well where the hell so we start chatting uh this guy's uh from uh again uh manitoba area i'll have him tell you more um here in a minute but this is my good buddy, uh, Craig Scott. Um, he spent a season with uh, Peterborough Phantoms as well as the uh, MK Lightning uh, right before they went off to the Elite League, if I'm correct on that one. So, again, uh, here's Craig Scott. How are you doing, mate? Not bad. How are you, Jeff? Oh, live and kicking and uh, <laughs> keeping my head above water. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't we all, man, eh? Crazy, exactly. crazy times right now hey who would have oh. thought you have to wear a mask everywhere you go in your lifetime hey eh? i don't know i'm a goalie so uh I <laughs> that was just a uh everyday life thing yeah i guess so hey eh? yeah yeah everything's good how are you buddy um when was last yeah i guess what 2016 not 2015 i guess hey eh? the last time i actually chatted with you i think was at the uh coventry uh right after you guys oh, won the uh yeah, the championship. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Oh, definitely, definitely. Hey, you jumped ship, went to MK, went to the uh, Peters down the, down the street. But, hey, yeah. uh, hockey's hockey at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like the opportunity came and I had to take it. You know, I kind of grew up in MK. My dad was a big player out there, right? So there were some sentimental things that, you know, played yeah. into that vision but you know peterborough is great i love peterborough too those guys unbelievable <laughs> and, and again we'll get into it but it's almost like a family it doesn't matter what team you're playing on there everybody knows everybody and it's a really great family atmosphere oh yeah same with the fans too the fans are all great also actually uh, the fans are awesome in mk2 we're I'm, i've been lucky you know i only played two years out there but those two years were really fun yeah. I mean, I had a good time, uh, whether it was playing uh, or 
being part of the same team or uh, attempting to beat MK? Because I know that Peterborough MK. Oh, that rivalry is <laughs> something else. Holy man. I didn't realize it whilst playing for Peterborough. Yeah. Matt, you'll ever notice it when you come into Peterborough as a rival. Holy oh, yeah. It's it's almost like watching it. Give it to you. I was like, Holy oh, this is what it's like being on the receiving end. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like watching it was, it was fun too, like fun. Yeah, oh God, yeah. It's, it's all good banter at the end of the day. I mean, it's it's almost like watching uh Edmonton versus uh Calgary. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, although that was kind of a soft game the other night. I hope the rivalry heats up a little more. But oh, that's oh yeah, the Kachuk and Cassian. Oh yeah, oh. they just. <laughs> How good is McDavid? Like every time you watch this guy on TV, it's like he's doing something else that's like you got to shake your head at. You're like that guy is so fast, oh, so skilled. Yeah. It's like, oh man, he's only getting better. It looks like. But, oh, I know. Just no. only if he was on another team with support, <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> oh God! And then you have like not too far down the road of uh, Austin Matthews. I mean, that kid is just. Yeah, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. I think Mitch Marner is unbelievable, to be oh, honest. That guy, that guy's unreal. He's got to get a new hairstyle, though. That that hairstyle is just meh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, it's weird because, like, a lot of people, you're, like, the second person that I've talked to that has either been close enough to the States or has played on this side of the pond um, to really get – the feel and be able to best explain like both sides of the pond when it comes to ice hockey. So that being said, growing up in Canada, um, I mean, I grew up along the U S Canadian border myself along the St. Lawrence river, but on the, uh, uh, Eastern side, right. Uh, only 90 miles South of Montreal. And, um, I mean, I was a stone throw away from Cornwall, Ontario. And, for many of us kids that are growing up playing hockey, especially you being over in Canada, having uh, the Jets right there, um, and going through the junior system and so on and so forth, with growing up and playing through the Manitoba area, did you ever see yourself being picked up by a British system? And how would you explain – well, I'll get into the second question after that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, um, well, I'll get – like – it's my situation's a little different, right? So I'll give you the long and short. So I was born in Thompson, Canada. That's where that's my mom and dad's hometown. They met there, whatever. And I was born in the summer, but like while I was, you know, coming to life, I guess my dad was playing over in Milton Keynes. Yeah. And so he would, my parents would come back for the summers and for the winters, we'd obviously go to MK for the hockey season. Right. So, I we did that until I was like seven years old. So I grew up when I was really young, only playing hockey in the UK, right? And so once I turned eight and my dad retired, had his testimonial, came back here. Um, that's when I I started playing minor hockey here in Selkirk, Manitoba, which is half an hour out of outside of Winnipeg. That's our hometown, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so from the age of eight like on it was all hockey and I do remember bits and pieces like in the UK and the structure of like minor hockey out there but it was way less time consuming right like I don't know if it's still the same way out there but we used to practice before schools twice a week before school twice a week 
I remember in Milton Keynes anyways. Right. And, th and then on the weekends, you'd have a game or something like that. But I remember the age groups were so it was like I remember playing like four to nine or not four to nine, five year old to nine year old. Like it was a big lump sum of yeah. kids playing just because they didn't have that many kids playing at the time. And that was in the mid 90s. Right. So hopefully I don't know now it hopefully has grown. But the difference is, is yeah, like when you come to Canada, you're on the ice every second day if you're playing hockey. Yep. You're just exposed to it. That's all we do in the winter. Even and on the days that you had off, you're on the outdoor. We were on the outdoor rinks, right? Yep. The so, mixes and everything. Oh, it's un, like the resources that Canadians have and North Americans, because yeah. of the, the, our climate, right? It's so cold. We have, you know, that's why we play hockey it's just it's second nature we're just exposed to it exactly. i want i want to make the comparison i i'm not i wasn't i'm not an englishman <laughs> right <laughs> so I, don't, I don't i don't want to make this comparison on their behalf but on my behalf i always compare hockey in canada to like football in england right yeah kids grow in england grow up i want to say like everyone plays soccer or football right here like we all played hockey, no matter what age you started at. at. At some point, we all played hockey in our lives. And it's also like our parents watch. When we were kids, our parents were watching Hockey Night in Canada every weekend. You go to a bar and hockey's on, right? Yep. Over in England, the time difference, there's no hockey games being watched. It's all football games, right? So Exactly. Same thing with American football. It, it's just the time, right? People don't get into it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, yeah, how about that halftime show? The weekend? Oh my god. Um, was, no, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. No, you weren't. Why no, I, I, I'm just. I'm just not. It, it. It was like going to a Broadway show. It, it, I. I'm your old school '90s. Let's bring back the hair metal, hair metal bands. Let's yeah. put on a real show. Alka and Nirvana and all. That. Oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like growing up in a, a northern uh, U.S. Uh, state, it's especially along the U.S. Canadian border. I mean, you go outside, go to school, you come home, you go to the local pond rink or you go to the local outdoor rink, you strap on the skate, you get there about five, six o'clock at night. And you don't come home till like 10 o'clock at night. Um, no, exactly. and, and then on the weekends you go there at like 11, 12 o'clock and you don't come home until you can't feel anything anymore. Grab a yeah. quick cup of quick cup of hot cocoa, go back out and do it again for another th three, four hours. Um, yeah. And you know what, you know what else I think is that a lot of parents, <laughs> I, I'm sure many parents put their kids in, if they're going to be in sports, they put their kids in sports that they're familiar with yep. or that they have played. So that way they can teach or coach or get involved somehow. And I find over in England, that's got to be hard to get your kid into such a new sport, pretty expensive sport Yeah, when they don't really know much about it. Right. So you kind of, I think exposure is everything, right. Yep. In my and and I think from chatting with some of the guys over there, I mean, hockey's actually a, been on a rise for the last probably like ten to twelve seasons. Um, and I mean, you got to start somewhere. Uh, it's getting a lot more uh, public eye now, especially uh, the uh, 
which once used to be the EPL that you guys played in, and I was the uh, uh, assistant equipment manager for. They're uh, now the NIH, NIHL, I think. Um, they're actually starting up their season again next week are giving it a go where some teams have opted out, kind of like over over here where some players could have opted out of the uh, bubble. Um, but I know at least two or three teams, uh, I believe uh, Swindon, no, not Swindon. I know Peterborough and Hull, and I forgot who the other team was that someone told me about, but they, they've they opted out. Um, not to play. Not to play, yeah. I, I'm probably going to have to read into that a little bit more, see what's going on there. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of the hockey's building up a lot more because they're actually putting a lot more work into it, a lot more money into it. And um, I know they just got a really huge grant for uh, sports over there to be able to keep the – uh, hockey going and if correct nihl is going to be the only hockey that's going to be played right now over in the uk um and then you remember uh Nortsy and uh leaves and everybody yeah oh yeah the nottingham crew yeah exactly nottingham, nottingham crew <laughs> yes those guys so they're yeah. talking about like the sheffield like with sheffield and uh nottingham they have uh, systems where they bring the kids in, they have the camps and everything, and they're actually putting a lot more effort into trying to show them that, yeah, hockey is is as elite sport as anything else over there. So they're taking right. a lot of a lot of t- lot more time. Um, and as you're saying about your dad being uh, a, a legend over there, before you headed over to the UK uh, for a couple seasons, uh, you played in uh, the S. Is it a Southeast Manitoba Hockey League? Yeah. Um, is this where you were looked at by the Phantoms before you were brought over, or was there somebody else that kind of threw no. out a – No, so how that came to be was I I had I played junior – I played junior A hockey for the Selkirk Steelers, my hometown for two years. And then I got traded to a Winnipeg team called the Winnipeg Saints. Uh, from there, I had like a, I had a decent season. I got um, the eye of the University of Manitoba. And my dad was always like, get an education, get an education. Don't, don't go, you know what I mean? Like, I never went and tried out for any WHL teams or anything like that because you go there and you're kind of, the goal was to get a scholarship somewhere. Actually, the University of Manitoba didn't give me a scholarship, but they help you out in some ways. They cover yeah. a portion of schooling, right? So went and played two seasons with the University of Manitoba Bisons. The first year, I only, play, I only played in one, maybe two games, two games. It's so hard. It's so hard when you're a junior A guy competing against WHL guys, who, oh, yeah. you know. You got and you have a week of practice and you play two games on the weekend. So you really got to be a good practice player and compete in practice if you want to get a sniff. And I think I just wasn't up to their level. So I practiced the whole year pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next year I actually got a I got a regular uh, I was regular attend I was a regular in the lineup anyways, playing fourth, third line minutes, whatever. And so I was kind of done after that season, right? So I was like, oh, I would love to just, because I knew I could apply. My dad had a British passport, so I knew I could apply for a British passport. So that summer, I'm like, enough of this. I'm going to get my British passports. I'm going to email all these teams because I want to go out there. I'm done with school right now. 
I want to go play out there like my dad did. It was yeah. just a dream I always had. Like I knew I was never going to make the NHL maybe from like the age of 17, right? Yeah. You don't play if you don't play a game in the Western Hockey League, Ontario Hockey, whatever, and if you haven't committed for a scholarship with some Division One team, chances are you're not going to get a sniff at the NHL. Yeah. By the age, of, you have to be at least 17 to to get that. You know what I mean? That that yeah. train going. So I knew that. Not a shot. So, uh, so yeah, I ended up emailing all these teams. And I actually got some interest because they seen, oh, Canadian I'm coming over with a British passport, not eating up an import spot. That, um, yeah, so the teams that actually got back to me was Nottingham Panthers got back to me. Peterborough, Slava got back to me because Slava used to play with my dad over in MK. Oh, okay. And, and Telford got back to me also. So I was, I was waiting for this, pa- this British passport to come in all summer and not, I was talk, talking to Corey Nielsen through email and he, that was the year they were in the champions league. So he's like, come here, get your British passport, come here and you'll have a good time. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely going with you. Da, 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 da. So turns out in end of August, I get, email back from this passport place and they're like you don't qualify for a british passport you only qualify for an irish one." <laughs> oh, geez. So, so i'm like ah oh, and so i had already told the university of manitoba i'm taking a break that i'm going overseas so i screwed my they already got someone to fill my spot no big deal but yeah so anyways they uh yeah i kind of screwed myself out of that but i did start playing for the stonewall flyers that season yeah i ended up applying irish passport anyways um and yeah i only played a few games because i was also brought on as an assistant coach for my former junior hockey team uh the selkirk steelers which i didn't mind either being a coach helped me gain some perspective on the game and stuff like that but but yeah and i played for the stonewall flyers for a few games and then at the end of that season I ended up getting my Irish passport. Unfortunately, in the EPL at that time, I could have a a European Union passport, but I had to have been British trained for at least three or four years. Yeah. And which did when I was a kid, right? Okay. So, so yeah, then, um, then Slava and Telford, uh, yeah, Peterborough and Telford were interested in me there. And then I ended up picking, uh, peterborough just because slava sounded like a straight up guy which he was yeah um and i i don't regret that at all i couldn't have i couldn't have imagined not going to peterborough that was a great great place to be and i loved my time there but yeah back to back to your question yeah uh no one looked at me it was kind of just me reaching out to teams got right yeah so yeah and that kind of came to fruition so you kind of went to play in the uh, shallow end, but got pulled right into the deep end of the uh, water and stayed above. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. But, yeah. God. I, it, so one thing that I realized is when you're doing this stuff, you go down a rabbit hole, and sometimes by the time you realize no. you already have got to get back to your, uh, your question, question there. <laughs> you asked like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I mean – it's almost like sitting at the table with the Matt Hatter. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, but you, you know it's going to be a good damn time. Um, yeah. 
and talking about rabbit holes, I mean, I've gone down rabbit holes myself doing podcast stuff. Um, when my friend was out here and spent some time, she would sit there and go down a rabbit hole. And I, I knew not to t- talk to her for at least a good couple hours because I knew I, I wasn't sure what was going to come out, like her or Alice from Wonderland, kind of. Like, so, yeah. but yeah, definitely. I mean, I enjoyed that story. Um, it, it must have been uh, kind of a hard blast though and they were like yeah you don't uh qualify for an english passport but an irish passport i'm like huh so a few months over in uh dublin yeah doesn't bother me (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no and i did make a few trips out i got i got a lot of family still out in ireland so i made a few trips out there uh while I was out in England too. So it was nice to get out there and see family also. And the thing, like, it's true as, as a, as a Canadian kid, like the way our system is, is that every age. So right from the age of, what is it? 13. When you turn 13, it goes from like, that's the deciding point where it's like, it gets more competitive. Right. So you either keep playing house league or a hockey is what we want to call it to to double a and then if you you advance the next stage you go to triple a right so then you play then you play in winnipeg or at least this is in manitoba i'm speaking of right so you play in your hometown or whatever and then if you're good enough you make it to the city teams right the triple a the you play you keep playing at that higher level um and yeah i I forget where I was going with that, but yeah, it's, it's hard because you want to, you want to advance every step. Right. Yep. But there's so many people fall off or get discouraged at such a young age. But I still, I still can't believe that the WHL Bantam draft is at, I think it's at, at 14, like kids aren't matured yet. And, and it's only going to get worse, right? People are going to look at even younger kids and say, you're going here, you're doing this, you're doing that. Well, isn't that the same? Well, that's the same thing with the QMJHL and uh, OHL, isn't it? It's like 14, 15 is when they actually get drafted. And then that's when they start getting looked at by a lot of people. Um, I know I have two uncles that went through the system uh, in New York. Uh, They did the whole high school or the – kid hockey then they went up through the town system then they uh went to play for the high school then they went to college together and then they went to brockport um is it brockport i think it's brockport chiefs or something like that um oh god it's been a long day i'm tired but i think it was brockport that they went to um and then one of them one of my uncles went over to uh Europe somewhere, either Austria or uh, uh, Sweden or Finland. I forgot which one, but I know it was over there. It could have either been uh, Netherlands. And he played professional level over there. And then when my, my grandfather died, who had a huge part in my hometown and uh, had a hockey tournament named after him and everything. Um, I mean, like like you said, you grow up through the systems, and that's pretty much what I did um, in my hometown and me not being able to skate it's kind of like saying Gretzky never even stepped foot on the ice over in Canada that's that's like that was my last name for a long time in my hometown so but no definitely um right hockey takes you on a journey that you sometimes never expect and but it's always fun in the end um let me see 
So growing up, I mean, now that you, now that you've informed us that you play, you started on one side of the pond and then you finished uh, on the other side of the pond to jump back to the other side of the pond um, to come back to the this side of the pond. Um, and as the uh, one uh, one lady from the White House saying, "I'm going to circle back to circle back to circle back," but never get a point across. Um, who are some of your role models or heroes growing up in the game of hockey, um, especially growing up in Canada? I mean, there's a wide variety over in Canada. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Having a uh, couple, and also having oh, a Go on. Oh, my apologies. Um, and ahead. having a couple of the best players in the NHL, like Bobby Hall and Timo Solani from the Winnipeg area. Um, huh. Or did you have other people? Um, well, no, like I wasn't, I wasn't into the Jets because when I came back, it was 98 and we lost the Jets in 96, right? That's so right. I didn't see, we had the mantle and moose in the NHL. <laughs> the, those are the games we used. Um, but no, when I was growing up, it was always my dad, like in Milton Keynes, it was, and this was, hockey was crazy. I remember that from when I was young, it, hockey was crazy in England in the mid, in the early nineties like games were sold out in Milton Keynes. I remember. Oh, wow. And like the thing was, yeah, like he, like, I remember going to the mall and he was a, t- he was a school teacher also. He, he taught at the Grove independent school there, the school that I went to over there. And I remember like, we would go to the movies or to the mall and he like, not just him, but anyone who played on the Kings on the, that's what they're called back yeah. then. Um, would get noticed or they'd be signing autographs. And I was like, oh my God, like, they became my heroes, right? I was like, I want to be just like them, you know? And actually, as I got older, one of my dreams was like, I want to go back to Milton Keynes, right? And that's kind of what what I did. And I was, I was very happy to do that, right? It was kind of something I said I'd do and I'm doing it, right? Yeah. But um, no, when I came back to Canada, I, my rule, like it changed and I started watching Joe Sackick and I was always a huge Joe Sackick fan. And then when Sidney Crosby came like that world juniors there where everyone learned his name and stuff like that, <laughs> he, obviously, I still, I still love watching Sidney Crosby there. Like if Pittsburgh, I only, I only like watching Pittsburgh and Chicago for Sidney Crosby and Patrick Kane. Now Edmonton and Toronto are also up there. No, nope. but I also I also got to watch the Jets just to keep up on the current affairs with the Jets, and because everyone talks about them over here, oh, yeah. and you know, I I heard that there's gotta, a really got to be in the loop with what's going. Now I I do remember. Are you still there? Okay, uh, I thought I lost connection for a minute. Yeah. Um. There's a. From what I've been told is that there's a really cool sports uh memorabilia store either in winnipeg or just outside of winnipeg that one of uh, the other uh announcers that i've heard talk about all the time um he gets a lot of his hockey memorabilia from there do you know Maybe a story river he... city sport i think that's it river city sports yeah okay yeah i think that might be a, a nice little shout out for them um <laughs> but uh so pretty much other than uh patrick kane and uh Crosby, oh, I, 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 I'm getting kind of like that dirt feeling in my mouth every time I say Crosby. I mean, <laughs> he's a great player, just being a Rangers fan and a, growing up and watching them destroy the Rangers whenever he was on it. Um, 
and uh whatnot oh god um but as when it comes to chicago i kind of have a family member that's the video coach for them so oh really oh, yeah cool. yeah huh. he, he's had yeah, a tough couple yeah like i yeah I, I i i still like watching patrick kane i still think he's filthy and <laughs> But yeah, now you now you look at Austin Matthews and what he's doing, and Cotton McDavid. It's like you gotta. I only like watching the superstars for some reason, right? I don't like watching Anaheim or San Jose or anything like that. But I know I'll be entertained if I flip to an Oilers game, right? So, which is a change nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so out of all of your hockey memories, I mean. What were some of your fun times, um, especially because you, you have like different experiences as well, like starting over in the UK, going over to Canada and playing through different systems over there um, and then going back over to the UK. I mean, I know I've gone out a few times with you guys when you're still with uh, Peterborough. I, I know what a nighttime atmosphere is over there, but what are some good memories? Because the next question is going to be that much harder. Um I'm sure you overlooked a few of the questions. That last question is just that. Um, yeah, there were, I don't know, we've, there were so many good times. That, that training camp for Peterborough is, oh. is one, to, one to remember. Oh. I don't know what Slava was thinking there, like sending us to that RAF wittering there. Oh, so the hardest training camp I've ever done in my life. Had nothing to do with hockey. I think but, Lee had a little bit to do with that with his connections. And uh, yeah. God, that was unbelievable. Like, and it was my first time being over in England, right? <laughs> and, you know, like, I was like, really? We're doing this? We're doing like push ups out in the, out in the, pouring rain freezing cold <laughs> oh my god but it like that that's one thing i'll never forget and it, br- it brought us close together because we all had to work together it was it was actually a great idea like yeah. to be honest it, right at the beginning of the season oh, it was it was very out of the box but it was it was pretty cool it's one to one to remember that's for sure uh uh i'll never forget like just come that 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 one year was very special in I did very, I, I had one of my most productive, definitely my most productive years as a hockey player with Peterborough, yeah. just felt comfortable with the guys right away. Um, the Nottingham crew was, was awesome. They always cracked me up. I was living with two, two Czech players, Alice Cadillac and Milan Bernick. Yeah. And they were, they were a riot. Like, we we had uh, we had the New Year's party over at our place. We had Scott Robson and Darius over, and their big thing was drinking red wine with Pepsi. Yep. Um, mix with Pepsi. Have you ever had that? Oh, oh it's like oh, like bar going down your throat. They they had a special name for it. I forgot what it was called, but yeah. But oh. no, they were they were a riot too. Just had a great great. Uh, I have so many good memories of Peter and with MK two though. Right. Like, um, after that scene had ended, I'd done very well personally. And, you know, after that, you're kind of a free agent. So you upped your value a little bit. And I knew I wasn't going to spend a bunch of time out in England. Right. The more you spent, the, 
older you get out there doing that and I, essentially I knew like I had met Janine and we were gonna settle down in Canada at some point but yep. the longer you do that out there the further you fall behind back here right you don't have a you don't have a pension you're not paying a mortgage you're you know you're not you're you're kind of getting behind the eight ball so you kind of want to be smart and I was I wasn't making enough money where I can you know, say like, put it off. Right. If, yeah. if in the NHL, it's a little different when you're making 5 million a year. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you know? I, I just, I'd love to have a sniff of their paycheck, just a sniff, you know, <laughs> right. it would take care of like my apartment for a while. I would take care of yeah. my <laughs> car payment for a while. Just. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then M Milton Keynes kept came knocking. And like I said before, it was always a goal of mine to go back there and but. Yeah but that was a blessing and a curse that that put a lot of pressure on me to fill like my dad's shoes. Right. I, yeah. in my head, I wanted to leave a, leave my own mark on Milton Keynes. Right. But yep. essentially it put more pressure on me. I I'll never forget the first, the very first league game I played for Milton Keynes. It was against Peterborough. <laughs> and so all the guys, all the guys are, playing really hard against me i remember but they play hard against everyone but um i had a wide open net wide open because the puck got rimmed around the around the boards in their end and you know Yanis. Yanis goes out and plays oh yeah yeah so he goes out plays it up the other other wall and milan's there who also got traded to mk with me passes it over to me i'm in the slot i'm looking at an empty net empty net and i don't even get wood on it i don't even get a blade on it I'm just thinking, oh, this is karma. This is, <laughs> I missed a wide. I feel like that wide open net followed me for half the season. I played really bad that year. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. But we ended up winning the EPL Cup on Adam Carr's penalty shot against Peterborough, remember? Yep. And, and then we won the EPL playoffs, in which, yeah, I had my best game of my career that last game in Milton Keynes and, and Coventry weekend. Yep. I, I remember that weekend. Um, you do? You yeah. Remember? I remember most of it. I, I do remember <laughs> that awkward uh, photo that we got where I was in the cowboy outfit. <laughs> um, no, that was the year before. That was the year oh, before. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. Maybe I don't remember much of that weekend. <laughs> but, uh, oh, God, yeah. I as soon as you bring up Darius's name, the funny part is, is like, I've talked about him a few times, even with like people that don't even know him, uh, that I'm friends with here. And it's like, you look at him and you're just like, yeah, that guy's kind of scary looking. I don't think I would have talked to him kind of deal. And then you talk guy. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I remember the weekend that the year before you joined us, we, uh, they had just won the cup and we're in the champions bar drinking and he comes up to me and just, takes his hand, grabs me in a certain area, squeezes and lifts me up. And I'm like, Yannis, yeah, or, uh, uh, there's, there's, and he's just like, wait, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Let me down. Just, just, just let me down. I mean, I, but he squeezed <laughs> in the wrong spot and just lifted. Yeah, and I was just like, but yeah, good times, good fun. Um, so many good times over there. Uh, and, uh, and it's the it's the English wit too, right? Right, oh, yeah. like the culture. I I love English culture. I don't know if I'm familiar, but I, I love the humor. Like I love the sarcasm. 
Yeah. Like Mark Levers was was really good for that. I got along great with you know Greg Pick, Will Weldon, and Tom oh, God, yeah. Norts is awesome too. Everyone is good. Yeah. The easiest way to probably explain Levers, I've already done one of these with him. So if he listens to this, then he'll probably get a kick out of this. But the easiest way to explain levers is probably like a remember Crumpy's uh, cider or like a nice dry no. cider. <laughs> Did you ever drink cider over there? Yeah. No, like, so... that wasn't my thing. I always drank Guinness. Oh, well, okay. It makes sense. But it, levers <laughs> is like a nice dry cider. It still has that taste to it but it's gonna leave you with that old taste sure it, okay so <laughs> that might not explain them all that well but i know what i'm talking about <laughs> so on to the last question you can take as much time as you want and we'll chat if you need to think about it but this one usually stumps people all the time and if you had to choose one thing that would highlight your whole entire career. And that's from the time you started when you're younger all the way up until you stopped playing after that season in MK. Mm-hmm. As your Stanley Cup moment, frozen in time, I'm going to hang this up on the wall and that's going to be what my hockey career meant to me. Moment. Uh, I can't pick one moment. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing at like, I, yeah two years like it's hard because i don't classify like two years as a career but i will say like in my hockey like my hockey life i don't know like i love the playing on the outdoors as a kid was always my best memory of hockey right was just going and having fun no pressure no you know just go out there and play and have fun with your friends but like professional like professionally wise like yeah it doesn't even have to be professional it it can be like that one moment that will explain everything like when Mm -hmm. your kids get older you can point up there and be like that's what hockey's all about that's what it's got to be winning it's my last my very last game my very last game and the thing is i knew it was my last game so i wanted to not only win but you want to contribute. So that that's been my last game. I played my very best and I could hang my hat on it and be like, we won and I played well and I'm happy with it. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because yeah, we're not playing in the NHL. Like we're not like, that's not in, in a lot of, in my mind and a lot of like, North Americans mind it's not professional right playing in England is professional but it's like where I got to right and a lot of people don't but I was happy like leaving putting it all out there on my last game and doing well and I got and when we won that when we won that cup I got it was weird because you get emotional when you put so much work and time and effort and you know, it's coming to an end yep. and yeah, you get emotional about it. It's just the way it is, but that's, that would be my frozen in time moment. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, now I'm, now I'm looking forward to the future. I'd, I'd like to get into coaching, especially once my, once my boys grow up a bit, if, 
if they want to even play the game. I don't want to put too much pressure on them also. If they enjoy hockey and they want to play, I'd love to get involved. Um, but yeah, if they don't, that's great too. Everyone finds their own thing. I mean, I, I usually but, joke yeah, around. That's and, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, like I said, that's one of the hardest questions for most people because it's like trying to compile everything they've ever done into just one moment. Um, and for a second there, I'm exactly. going to be honest. Yeah. I, I honestly thought you're going to be like, you'd want like an outdoor scene where you're just like having fun on the ice as your moment because of how much you talked about the outdoor stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, especially this year with COVID going on, we live close to the red river and, and uh, this year, especially there's been so many like river rinks, like yeah. you should go out shovel off put on a net and stuff like that there's been so many of that this year just because of covid and there's no organized sports where we live anyways right now so you feel bad for all these all these kids that are like you know this could be their last year of junior could they go on to play university or go to the WHL next year like there's there's no everything's kind of fallen back a year for them everyone's fallen behind when when it comes to sports so just speaking of that um it was a Saturday. It was either a Saturday game or a Sunday game. Um, I think it was a Saturday game that uh, TSN was uh, doing it where they're talking about how they possibly might be looking into like pushing back the draft because a lot of there's like some teams that are playing, some teams that aren't playing. There's players that could play, but can't play because of everything. So would it be fair to the this year's class to push them one, one year down and then just, either play catch up or just combine one year it's so Man, I, I i don't know that's such a sticky situation like i don't even have an opinion i couldn't give you an answer what is yeah. right or wrong i don't even know what i think about it it's just hard like this everything in life is just hard for everyone right now right it's just it's crazy life is just we're staying safe and everyone uh staying safe too and i don't know and i usually joke around like with people down here and even uh everywhere that i've traveled they're like they'll say something i'm like yeah when i was born the doctor had a pair of hockey skates at the end just kind of like getting getting ready for me to pop out and as soon as i came out he pops the skates on and he's like hey look what i got so um but yeah it's it's one of those things where you're right it's 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 so hard to tell right now. And being a podcaster, I mean, a lot of us just give our own opinions, whether people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But um, until they make that official announcement, then we can actually give our true opinions on it and go from there. Yeah, no, exactly. I haven't even heard of what like the situation is like over in England. Like are they on lockdown right now or? Um, so they were on lockdown. They're on, uh, they, I, they're going in tiers, um, tier four. I think they're, they've been in for a while. Um, they're actually pushing out the, they're, or they should be starting up next week. Um, if you look up, uh, NIHL or, uh, uh, you can also find it over in that area. Um, plus they just had, and it's not, what's that? And Peterborough's not. And Peterborough's not in it. No, said. no. So just, just Hull. You said Hull. Who else? 
Um, so Peterborough, Peterborough Hall and one other team, I forgot who it was. Uh, someone was telling me about it, but they've opted out. Um, again, I, I have to read more into it, see who's actually out there. Cause I'm probably going to do a nice little shout out to those guys. Um, I know, uh, this past year while the, uh, while they were doing the little bubble over there, um, I spoke with, uh, Liam, uh, Stewart, uh, Rod Stewart's boy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, spoke with him for a little bit, and he was telling me how how it was going over there. So, okay, does he still play for MK? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. So, yeah. any... and M- like, MK was great too. Like I know we've been talking about Peterborough, but just just because I keep seeing those jerseys in the background there. Uh, pay no attention to those droids. They aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> Uh, but Milton Keynes, Milton Keynes was awesome too. The fans are great there. The people were great. The guys were awesome. Yeah, like they had their own crew also. They had Adam Carr and Lee Jamison. Lee Jamison was hilarious. Yep. Uh, but also some good young guys like Lewis Hook and Jordan County. Those guys are those guys can play. They're pretty good players. And you guys still had that one goalie that was from uh, Majobny. Yeah. Shammy. Yeah. I I didn't know how to say his first name, but we called him Shemmy. He was a really good dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once he went down, we had though. We had Frankie Bakerlick. We had like Milan, uh, Blaz Emersick, most underrated player I've ever played with. That yeah. guy could do anything. Yeah. He, he was telling me stories. He actually went to the Boston Bruins training camp back in 98 or 99. Got to got to practice with uh, Paul Coffey. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. He's got some good stories. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Back when, uh, yeah, that that was a good team too. And back before the hurt feelings generation. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah. But so before we go, um, do you have any last words of encouragement? Any advice for those out there that are looking to play? Not only like with me being down in the U.S., you being up in Canada. Um, any advice for the little guys up there as well as uh, the little guys over in uh, the UK or anybody? <laughs> uh, just just have fun. It's meant to be fun, right? If you're not if you're not having fun, it's you know it's, it's exactly something else, right? <laughs> you gotta enjoy what you do, what you're doing. Exactly. All right, Craig. Um, I just want to say thank Hi, you. Um, uh, if you want to hang out, I'll close it. If you want to hang out, uh, I'll close out real quick and just chat on the side. Um, if not, um, I know you probably got the kids that are probably waking up and everything. Um, but uh, I'll close out real quick. Uh, if if anything, go ahead, feel free, stay, and then uh, I'll uh, end the meeting here in a minute. But again, I want to say okay. a huge thank you to my buddy uh, Craig Scott, um, former uh, Peterborough Phantom as well as a MK Lightning player over in the UK. Um, it was great chatting with you. Great catching up with you. Um, you too. It's always a good time when I talk to all of you guys. It's it brings back memories. Um, oh yeah, it's nice, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. Hey, well, you stay safe, buddy. All right. All right. You take care, Craig. Okay. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, man. Bye. Bye. So, again, this is Jeff uh, from. Uh, what the puck brought to you by game on a sports podcast uh, for everyone uh, bringing you a hockey tea time chat. 
I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I also want to give another uh, shout out to uh, the boys over in uh, Bracknell, UK, uh, Paul and Mike at 4Check Clothing. Again, you can find them at www.4check.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram at 4Check uh, underscore clothing. And then also on Facebook at 4Check Clothing. Um, make sure you put a space in between there on uh, Facebook. And then you can find us at uh, on Facebook at What the Puck Game On Sports Podcast for Everyone. You can also find us on Twitter at What the Puck Pod One. And you can also find us on Instagram at What the Puck underscore podcast. Um, also, one more shout out to uh, Brandon at uh, Brandon Sports Talk, um, who started up a network called uh, Hall of Fame Sports Networks. Um, he's kind of uh, also throwing some stuff out there for us as well, too. So, again, you all take care. And wherever you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Uh-huh.